Jennison, how are we doing, buddy? Matty, I'm good. How are you going? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. Another week, uh, another Wolfdale Weeklies, another massive week in music, actually. So we've got some really big hitters mm-hmm. here. Uh, Corny Barnett, we've got yes. Rufus Dussault, uh, One Four's made a highlight in there, um, and also we also got Polish Club as well uh, with their brand mm-hmm. new album. Lots and lots of good music. I had a fantastic weekend enjoying a lot of these, which have ended up in the playlist. But give me a rundown on the playlist yep. itself, buddy. Uh, what's going on? How did it all play out? Um, yeah, well, you've covered it really well. They're pretty much uh, they take up a lot of the highlights um, in the playlist. Um, I, th- I want to shout out. I'm not going to talk about it too much, but uh, Taj Ralph, his debut album is uh, there's a track in there from him. So pretty excited about that kid. Um, he's yeah, young. okay. Um, and yeah, I'm not familiar with Taj at all. We would, uh, yeah. who's Taj? Who's Taj Ralph and what's going uh, on? There? Like he he was on like Triple J Unearthed. Um, I think he was in like a comp a few years ago when he was like really young, like that high school comp they do. Um, okay, and he's yep. just been um, yeah putting out songs for like last few years since then. Um, and yeah, now it's all we'll come up to his debut album, which he drops over the weekend. So. Um, Amazing. Yeah, and that's really cool. Like nice indie rock, sort of like floaty, floaty stuff. So it's fun, um, pretty chill. And I'm um, sure you got to uh, have a listen to the full album on the weekend. I didn't get through all of it. I because you know I've got to put together this playlist. So I'm just like, <laughs> so there's lots of music to everywhere. listen to. That's but right. it's decent. It's a good album. I should have a it's listen. Great. Yeah, yeah. What I heard was great, and the track in there that we put in Wolfdale Weekly mm-hmm. is superb. So yeah, Fantastic. definitely you should go listen. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about um, Nixon, uh, the first track that we're going to talk about, um, mm-hmm. which is the project of Chelsea Lester. Um, she's been releasing like electronic pop tunes since about 2016 under this moniker. Okay. Um, her new single is called Tunnels um, and it's the first we've heard from her in 2021. Um, and this one's co-produced by Nixon and Frank Xavier. Um, And it feels like it has a bit more gothic influence than we've heard from her before. Uh, What did you think of it? Man, I loved it. I really, really liked it. Yeah, I can see why. Are you familiar with her? What was that? Are you familiar with her? No, I'm not familiar with her at all. This is the first time that I'm I'm hearing Nixon. Um, Yeah, yeah, I'm not familiar with any of her her previous work. So, and you know, I I generally with these playlists, I don't even expect to these days, man. Like, you know, you're always throwing me (laughs) curveballs and I'm always hearing new things, which I love. Uh, And this was just another artist. I was like, yep, amazing. Straight to Mm. the profile, follow, and I'll look forward to new stuff. But yeah, it was a great track. I really, really dug it. Well, you'll be excited to know that you'll be hearing a lot more from her um, in 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 the future because she will have a debut album coming out soon. Excellent. She actually hasn't announced it, um, but I was doing a bit of digging uh, uh-huh. to prepare for this for this show, and uh, I read on Frank Xavier's Instagram, who co-produced the track. Um, he's been working with Nixon on the entire debut album from her, so. Wow. Um, I'm looking forward to it, and yeah, there's going to be plenty to hear from Nixon in the future. Excellent. That's what um, we want to hear. Yeah. Another act who have yet to release a debut album but made this playlist with their new single is Sydney band Planet. Um, yes. Yeah, these guys have been around for a couple of years now, um, and they're, they're repping the uh, Britpop revival sound. That Most definitely. Is being, it's been brought back by um, another Sydney band, DMAs. 
I think. Um, yeah, what is it with Sydney and Britpop, man? They're loving it down that uh, way. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's not actually the only thing tying them to DMAs. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so the front man of Planet is Matt Took, um, and his brother is Johnny Took, who's actually the guitarist in DMAs. Ah, no way. Yeah. So a uh, little connection there in the Sydney uh, music ecosystem. Yeah, um, most definitely. They actually have a project as well themselves, the brothers, uh, called Big Time. So, yep. Um, yeah, they, they do some great stuff. Um, Anyway, Resign wow. is Look, just it was another... a good track. Yeah, decent. Really, really yeah. nice. I quite liked it. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. not a huge Britpop guy, you know? Yeah. And even like the, you know, you're saying like Britpop come back. I don't think I was a huge Britpop fan when Britpop was like Britpop. And I was around for all of that. I mean, it was kind of, I did enjoy the, um, the kind of like uh, blur Oasis rivalries mm. that were going on at the time um, and all yep. of the, you know, sort of like uh, new album sort of release playoffs with that at the time so that was kind of interesting in music in that era but yeah not a huge sort of um Britpop guy but I do love DMI, DMAs and I really like yep. this track as well I thought it was great um I feel like I know why you didn't you weren't really into the Britpop because you were busy listening to Radiohead <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah quite possibly to be and, honest. and Tom York says he fucking hated Britpop so <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah possibly yeah and I, I definitely sort of follow wherever Tom York leads I suppose so, <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm gonna be that kind of wanker for sure yeah. <laughs> um, I like the resurgence I like DMAs I liked Planet's track I thought it was yep. sick so yeah really yeah, good yeah I, th I think they I think they're putting their own spin Australian spin on it which is making it a bit fresher so yeah yeah definitely um now getting to our song of the week matt i always like to do that every time it's become a thing and then you'll just you'll do the audio like and yep. so i just figure when you mention song of the week that's what i'm gonna do that's, <laughs> that's my the cue thing now. to be yeah. um yeah eccentric song of the week give it to yep. me lay it on me well who else could it be it's rufus rufus to soul with next to me Banger. It couldn't have been anybody Huge. else. It had yeah. to be Rufus DeSoul. Probably because I messaged you on Friday. I'm just like, dude, get this in your ears. Quick, smart. I was loving it. I was actually, I was, yep. um, I was on the bus. I was on public transport heading into town. And um, obviously like listening to straight to like New Music Friday, what's going on. I see uh, Rufus in there and I'm like, yes. Yep. Put it straight into <laughs> my ears and it was amazing. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You had, you had me scrambling for week. it as well. I was like, shit, I need to go listen to this. Um, <laughs> and what do you think? Oh, mate, this this sort of like, I feel like it's going to be, it's giving me opening track of an album vibes, like the slow piano mm -hmm. build up, like really delicate piano notes and then like this hugely gloriously layered goosebump inducing like piece of atmospheric electronic music yeah um, which is what they do obviously so i loved well. it yeah oh they've carved out their little spot in the world and it's just like they do it so perfectly now they do um they're just the masters of layering and building tracks into like huge euphoric moments um yeah, most definitely and i don't know if you saw over the weekend but they actually played red rocks which is in i think it's in colorado in the states okay no um, i didn't see that so I don't know if you're familiar with Red Rocks, but it's probably the, 
the sickest concert venue in the world. Yeah. Um, it's got like, it's like a natural amphitheater. It's got like huge, as you can imagine, red rocks, like yeah. next to this stage. And like, it's, yeah. So it's, I'll put up some like video footage, like in post-production, but mm-hmm. It's so sick. Um, and so this song would have been absolutely epic in that space, I feel. Man, I imagine. Did you listen to the um, to their live album? Did you do the um, – what was it? Live no. from uh, – Joshua Tree, yeah. Live from Joshua Tree. So you kind mm. of put the challenge out for me to like listen to it because it's in spatial audio, which yep. is I feel like I could do that again with the sound thing that you do, like the spatial audio. <laughs> that's, kind of, that's what it's supposed to be. Anyway, yeah. I did. I um, – you know, the Apple Music thing, the high resolution, the spatial audio stuff, plugged in a high quality DAC, turned mm. the lights off, chilled in bed, put the um, the earbuds in and I was like, holy shit. So, you know, like you yeah. were talking just before about the fact like these guys are the kings of just like layering those sounds. And it's it's yeah. literally an hour of that, of just building, you know, like there's oh. just track after track and just building each track into these big crescendo moments it's it's quite good yeah yeah it's quite amazing so well worth a listen you you should definitely get a a listen on that one yeah you might say uh it's good vibrations matt (laughs) (laughs) you might say it's good vibrations and you might say that that is an excellent segue into uh into my little uh rundown of the week good work tennyson with the uh uh good vibrations (laughs) excellent there all right so uh i'm jumping back into hi-fi this week last week we were talking uh about uh the movements in music and now we're talking uh about uh, well, getting back to the things that I know more about than, than anything else, uh, <laughs> the hi-fi stuff. So um, it's actually funny because I, I wanted to talk about uh, there's a Diamond 12 Good Vibration campaign that's going on at the moment and it's been going on for the last 12 months. And it's based around the Diamond 12 um, sort of series and um, the how the speaker design works and what speaker designers do uh, with regards to vibrations, um, with regards to good vibrations and bad vibrations. Now, I was there's been several posts that that we've been sort of filtering through once a week, going into the technical details of of what the speakers do and how they work and um, and how those particular technical things benefit the listening experience. And mm. there's a whole bunch of jargon in there. And so, <laughs> I, and in the beginning, I was just going to you know sort of double down on you know all the things that the speakers are doing um and how it benefits you and then i thought well hang on maybe i'm going to start talking you know sort of jargonish and you're not going to understand what i'm talking about which made me think we need to start talking about uh, an audio glossary what are these terms that we're talking about um when we do talk about um things like um, intermodulation distortion and, <laughs> and um, frequency response and that and, and this is the one that I really want to sort of talk about today because I want to talk about the basics uh, I want to explain a few things and I thought we would go right back to first principles and talk about frequency response so mm-hmm. what is frequency response what it what is it when we're talking about frequency response because it's kind of at the heart of what loudspeakers uh, are doing or, or aiming for, which is great speaking, uh, frequency response, right? So basically, 
and I do want to preface this as the very basic terminology of frequency response. Frequency response is a measurement of sounds that your speaker can produce within a range of frequencies. And so what do I mean by within a range of frequencies? And this is where I want to throw it over to you. I'm going to mess <laughs> with you big time. What am I even meaning when I say range of frequencies? What are frequencies? Okay, so my understanding of frequency would be like uh, a spectrum of how we like measure sound. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, look, uh, that's kind of the the frequency response is like similar to to, to what you're sort of talking about here. I guess we I, I wanted to drill down even further into what a frequency is or what frequency even means. So, yeah. um, frequency is. Uh, Quite literally, when we talk about frequency, it's just the rate at which something occurs over a period of time. So, you know, like yep. um, if I, I do my homework every afternoon, I do it frequently, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's, you know, within a period of time, say, you know, the school semester and I do it, you know, every day, that's a lot of freak, that's frequently I'm doing it. You know, if I do yep. it, you know, uh, once a week over the school semester, it's the fre low frequency, right? So we're talking about high frequency and low frequency. So in terms yep. of sound frequency, okay. So this is where we what we're talking about. Um, we're talking about sound that sound itself and it, the frequency of its movement. So sound moves in a wave-like motion, right, with mm -hmm. peaks and troughs of pressure. And when we talk about sound frequency, we're talking about the frequency of those peaks and those troughs, right? So yep. we measured those that frequency as a cycle. One peak, one trough is a cycle. And the measurement itself is known as a Hertz after Heinrich Hertz. Actually, I think it's Heinrich Rudolf Hertz. And don't ask me why it's named after him. This is the dude that came up with it. I'm not going to do a history lesson here. You're going to have to Google that if you, <laughs> if you want to find out why uh, Heinrich was the man uh, that we named this after. But it's just a unit of measure. So, you know, like when we, if you were to measure a table, you know, like you're measuring a table in terms, you, you would do it in centimeters, right? You know, um, and if you were measuring a street, you'd do it in meters, you know, it's this, and it's the same measurement because you've got millimeters, centimeters, then you've got meters, and then you've got kilometers. So in Hertz, it's the same sort of thing. You've got Hertz, then you've got kilohertz, and then you've got megahertz. And these are just different sort of groups of, of Hertz, but yeah. the Hertz is the, the measurement. It's one cycle up, one cycle down of pressure, right? Now, the human hearing range is roughly 20 to 20,000 Hertz. This is what we can hear in terms of uh, sound pressure and frequency, right? So the bass notes sit at the lower end of that scale. So down in the 20, and this is why we call it, and this is, this is a great explanation, right? So this is why we call it low end. When people are talking about low end, this great low end in this speaker, we're talking about the low end of that frequency range. From twenty yep. from twenty to twenty thousand hertz, we're talking about around the twenty area in the low end with the bass notes, and that's simply for bass notes twenty cycles of up and down within one second. So a hertz is simply one cycle per second. 
Yeah. All right. So if we go to the other end of the spectrum and we talk about the high end, we're talking about 20,000 so up and down within one second. So it's, you know, the sound moving like waves, it's 20,000 of these within one second and that produces <laughs> the high frequency. So you got high end at one, you got low end at the other, and obviously the mids is pretty self-explanatory. That one sits yep. in the middle. Yeah. So you're so following if me something's at like, this stage. If something's like 10 hertz, do yes. we just not hear that? Yeah, the human ear can't pick it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not that sound exists within just 20 to 20,000. Like you mean mm. dogs can hear, you know, frequency ranges that go right up. And yeah. it's not – it's really – what we're talking about when we talk about sound, um, we're just talking about pressure, air molecules, and, and the pressure of air molecules with regards to energy. So if you bang a table and you get that knock sound – that's actually just energy, that energy of that knock that it vibrates and it creates mm. pressure, sound pressure together sort of thing. So yeah. the sound goes way below 10, uh, 20 and it goes way higher than 20,000 hertz. It's just that the human ear can pick up those uh, within that and we interpret those, the human ear interprets them as sounds. Right? Yeah. So that's kind of where we are in terms of frequency. Now, in terms of um, what we're doing with music, I mean, it's pretty straightforward, right? So varying instruments create varying frequencies and a range mm -hmm. of frequencies, right? And we put various instruments together with varying uh, frequencies and we record them and we mix them and we master them and we create a, a music track. That's our uh, a single, you know, sort of music uh, signal, Right. Yep. Now, when we talk about frequency response, a, a speaker with great frequency response, we're talking about the speaker's ability to accurately or accurately get subjective, but let's just say a, a speaker's <laughs> ability to reproduce all of the frequencies. So we're talking about the you know, sort of sound pressures from various different instruments that have been recorded to that track. So yep. that's what we're talking about when we're talking about sound frequency. So when we talk about um, there's, you know, people talk about sort of frequency response and they talk about flat responses and they, um, and a speaker, you know, great speakers having a flat response. What, what we're talking about there is uh the speaker's ability to to play all of those frequencies at um at a at the same volume at the same so we're talking about decibels sort of thing so that you're not losing frequencies and you're not gaining frequencies so yeah. the perfect replication of the original audio signal would be a completely flat line so i want to create an analogy here for you and i don't want you to just get glazy eyed because i think <laughs> this is where we lose <laughs> a lot of people all right um picture you picture a heart monitor right you can picture one of these right now someone like dead on the table like your eyes that were looking at me at half this conversation because <laughs> this shit is intense and i don't know if everyone's going to be into it i will definitely have to put out the questions uh afterwards and see if anybody responds They're like matt you just need to go to back to talking about basic you know sort of speaker <laughs> stuff and music 
a heart rate. Someone's dead on the table, it's a flat line, right? Yeah. And this is, we're just going to use this as a visual aid. When you get a heart beat, you notice how you get um, that peak above the line, and then there's also a little dip below the line, and then it comes back to the line, and then it goes up again, and then it goes drops down, and it goes like You can picture that sort of vision in your head, right? So the in something that perfectly replicates the original source material is a flat line. Any peak above that is going to be distortion. Any yep. drop below that is going to be roll off. Now, what I mean by that is any peak above it called distortion is extra frequencies created by either the material composites or the engineering elements, uh, because this is a physical moving thing in the world, any of the the sounds that that speaker will make just because of the mechanics of things moving together, it creates additional frequencies. That means frequencies that did, weren't recorded in the original track is now called distortion because it doesn't belong there. It wasn't a part of the original recording material. And anything that dips below is roll off. Now we're missing frequencies. We I had frequencies recorded in the original track and they're not coming through. Yeah. So when you see um, a speaker's frequency response, uh, and you can see it on a graph sometimes, you'll often you'll see a squiggly line. It goes up and down. There's tolerances or plus and minuses dBs because it's really almost virtually impossible to create a dead flat line. And that's really kind of the aim at, at this sort of stage is to do that. So, um, so that's another sort of variation of the frequency response that we're talking about when we're talking about frequency response for speakers. So, how are we going here? Are we are we bugging out? I'm um, following as hard as I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Am I losing you anywhere? Um. I don't think so. Like it's, yeah, no, it's, it's, it makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So when, so when I talk about sort of like the, the distortion um, and uh, speakers trying to sort of um, a replicate all of the original frequencies within a track that were already there and now it's a speaker shop to do it. Um, what you're doing is you're 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 taking a signal and and passing it through a mechanical system and as part of that there are in the real world they're made of particular materials all materials vibrate right um yep. vibrations simply are uh vibrations cause sounds they cause pressure air pressure right and so they'll add additional frequencies to it and then that creates distortion so as a speaker designer you're trying to mitigate all of those sorts of things uh, to remove anything that will sit on top of it. And also you're trying to balance frequencies between say uh, the high frequency tweeter, the little guy at the top and the mid and bass woofer underneath it. And what you're trying to do is catch all of the frequencies within the full from 20,000 Hertz 
uh, from 20,000 hertz to 20 hertz. You're trying to catch them all so that it doesn't drop anywhere and you're not missing frequencies at, at particular, um, you know, sort of what they call dips and roll off in certain sort of areas. So, and yeah. that's the name of the game. And we've been talking about that for the last four weeks with regards to good vibration and bad vibration about these, um, about the elements within Diamond 12 that mitigate the bad vibrations, which are the things to alleviate, you know, sort of um, extra vibrations caused by either the material or the, the speaker design itself to increase uh, the, the number of frequencies that are in that response that weren't supposed to be there that didn't belong to the original music recording. And I can see I have glazed you over, son, in another level. So I'm going to put this out. I'm going to quit that there because this is like lesson 101, talking about frequency <laughs> response. We were talking about what a frequency is. We're talking about hertz, um, which is the measurement of frequency. Frequency is just, you know, is sound pressure. So we're talking about a wave. We're talking about... Um, you know, sort of the peak and the trough of that pressure and the yep. frequency of how often that goes up and down within a one second sort of thing gives us a hertz, right? So at the low end of the spectrum, you got 20 ups and downs within one second. That gives us our bass notes, really low sound. At the other end of the spectrum, you got the 20,000 ups and downs within one second. It's a whole bunch of air pressure squeezed together that produces high notes. So we're talking about low end, high end in the frequency spectrum and a frequency response rate of a speaker to catch all of those frequencies that were originally recorded um, in, in the original recording and that is uh, replicating them for everybody. If you guys were like, too much, Matt, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? Um, shoot us some comments. Uh, DM us, put it in the show notes. Um, be like, dude, I don't get any of this. I can send you some links uh, to, some, to some stuff uh, and you can read yeah. a little further. Or um, you're like, Matt, I loved it. Let's go further down the rabbit hole and give me more glossary terms on, on what all this <laughs> stuff means. Because uh, I really dig how all this sort of stuff works. A lot of our community does too, you know, uh, a lot of the community is obviously into music at your level, which is just, I'm into tunes, you know, like, and yeah. and don't get me wrong, I, I'm way into tunes myself, but I'm a little bit further down the rabbit hole and I kind of like how all of this, you know, sort of works and the mechanics of it all. So um, if you are too out there, um, then uh, yeah, shoot us some questions um, and, and let us know if, if you want me to uh, to keep going further and further down this rabbit hole and explaining how all this works. Yep. And as always, um, give us some suggestions on who should feature in Wharfdale Weekly. Absolutely. Uh, let us know your favorite tracks from this week. Um, and yeah, give us some give us some feedback, constructive some feedback. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. And then we nailed it on the head. You poor guy. I made you sit through all of that um, <laughs> technical mumbo jumbo. That was uh, uh, episode four, all of the lessons about uh, uh, how uh, music is made. So I will, uh, I'll see you again next week, my friend. Yes, we will. Yeah, legend. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on and having a chat. Yeah, love it. Cheers, buddy. Hooroo. Hooroo. <laughs> <Bye. laughs>